don't have the body for go-go dancing. So it's literally just my neck doing this. And I hope somebody would take pay attention. Be like, hey, what do you actually <laughs> really want in life? Oh, I don't know. A hula hoop. <laughs> five, ten, five, ten. Was it 15 years? Did you even have a 10? No, it was just Yeah, five, so today we're going to be 15? talking. I'm like 15 years old. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about like our, Parted. our five-year plan, our 10-year plan, just like maybe a little bit of ni you know you didn't didn't even introduce anything yet oh my goodness hi i'm jay Choi, and this is my lovely co-host your your hellcat from the beach (laughs) (laughs) and welcome to the studio (laughs) yo ideas and just imagination and chaos you know you make things you break things in the span of seconds just with your thoughts kinesthetic style but only within the mind take a whole idea and like deconstruct it and then rebuild it in like a completely different way swimming in chaos welcome to i just can't even with myself right now <laughs> Let's go. Um, in ten years, I really hope I'm at a beach somewhere. Like I want to be able yeah. to have this. Maybe in five years. How about I next hope year? I am right here in the water, just drowning. Yeah, can we have that happening? Because I don't want to. And the thing is, is do you like not want to? Like I hate being in a beach that's overpopulated with mm-hmm. like too many human bodies. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, I'm from I don't like, like SoCal, so we just all the beaches are packed. Oh. Um, unless you know, like the few local known beaches where. People like, hear, people That's assume that just because I'm from the north and I was like, oh, does nobody go to the beach? We got polar bear swims. Like that uh-huh. event where everybody runs into the ice cold water. So you got like a horde Survival of penguins. Survival of the fittest right Yeah, there. well, no one's pretty. Like everyone's <laughs> not really attractive. So just a bunch of penguins running into the water. <laughs> That's funny. And to just go down. So anyways, goal being to get out of this house finally and mm-hmm. actually enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure in five years, I mean, I, right now I'm living at home because I'm I'm a college student, so when I'm not living in the dorms, I'm at home with my parents. That makes it Um, 20... Wow, that's 2025. Yeah. I love that we started this episode in 2020, because now math is easier for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really bad at math. Imagine doing 2017, doing five-year plans, and like, what is that, 20, 20? Yeah, no. So 2025, that's actually kind of interesting, five years in the Fucha, because that would... Yeah, because that would imply that I'm actually, one, I would have finished my classes this year, Mm -hmm. and I would have been already working by this year, and then I would have already gained, I guess, some form of traction, or maybe have fought online too many times. Do you think that you would, like, continue plans that you have today in five years from now? Like, do you think you're still... Especially if I haven't finished them? Well, not if you haven't, like, as in, like... For example, you're doing like a credential right now for teaching, right? Do you think you'll mm-hmm. actually be teaching in five years from now, or do you think it's like a two year thing, a three year thing? Oh, it's a six month thing. I intend to go into the workforce right away. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I intend to be that sassy teacher. And if anyone, if any of my students sees this, they're like, "Oh, this is where it began." I'm like, "No, this is where <laughs> it ended." <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, because for me too, like after I graduate, I'm trying to go to a graduate program. 
and the graduate yeah, program you still itself, got steps to do yeah like right? the graduate program itself is like five to seven years so i don't have to worry about what am i gonna be doing in five years hopefully you i'll be in grad know. school hopefully <laughs> i'll be in grad- yeah hopefully i'm still learning i mean yeah, this is exactly. ideal for consume first it that, is definitely like the interesting thing though is that like i know a lot of people talk about like NPs like not being able to follow through with longer tracks like this mm-hmm. um like back when I was pre-med and I wanted to go to medical school, a lot of people who knew about typology would be like, you know, like ENTPs, you won't like it because you have to like do everything the way they make you do it. And I was like, I get to cut people open. That sounds fun. But you know, I don't know. But I mean, they had a point, but also I still wanted to do it. I mean, luckily for me, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I don't think I was particularly passionate for it. I just, Honestly, this is a bad reason to go to medicine, but I didn't really know what else to do, and I was interested in science. I didn't realize that graduate programs to study science was really an option until I got to like my second year of university. Well, that's what they say too. Like you, event you take a school, like you take a course, and you eventually kind of know what you want as you yeah. go through it. Because you were taking the med thing, you're like, wait a minute, this isn't actually what I wanted. Right. So, it was like close yeah. enough. Like the classes I'm taking are like the same as all my friends. I was like, but how come like. Like, the joy is sucked out of learning when you have to worry about getting an A in every single class. Like, the moment that I decided I want to go to a graduate program, my professors are like, you know, your, your GPA actually doesn't really matter as long as it's, like, above, like, a certain amount. Like, it, like for med school, if you have, like, below a 3.7, it's like, good luck. But, you know, for, like, graduate program, if you have above, like, a 3.3, it's like, okay, cool. You know, did you do research? Yes? Okay, then cool. So, after that point, it was I was able to, like, actually embrace learning for the sake of learning instead of learning for the sake of my grade which i think that's the true np fashion yeah that's right? when i had really fun because my yeah. friends are like stressing about the exam i'm like dude isn't the content so cool and they're like dude, shut up like we have to get an a and i'm like well i can get a b and it doesn't matter so i'm like um yeah. i want to just a point you mentioned about how nps are being told that we're kind of have a hard time working in systems and all that mm-hmm. stuff i think be us both being EPs, especially with inferior SI. But what's funny is that I believe you and I are kind of okay with the system. Yeah. Like we're not, we're not really like, how would I just put it? Like we're not so uh, uh, against it mm-hmm. in a way that we're like, I hate it. Everything sucks and I'm going to just die or well, something. We but both it's... know that like you have to work in the system to thrive. Like at least survive. Me, yeah. Cause at least for me too, I know like sometimes I don't, like what the system has but i know i have to work in it so that i could do what i want to do so it's like if i wanted to like just do research on my own i could go do my own research but it'll take like let's say 15 years for people to finally trust my work because i didn't get the credentials compared to if i get the credentials it'll take me 10 years because i got the credentials and people trust you know yeah you you saved off you saved five years right like you need some sort of ethos somewhere you either need to build it up over time or you need the credentials and sometimes the credentials are faster so it doesn't make you a better like researcher or a better person necessarily if you're like certified but it does help with proving that you're like good enough you know, without having yeah. to actually prove it, you're like, hey, look, here's my certificate. Plus dabbling in it regardless, right? Like, you, right. it's fine to dabble. Like, I don't know, like, for me, it's just really, like, if I get to try a chance again to test it out, why not? Because at least you got to, to do that, to explore it. Right. Which I feel is the essence of what it means to be at least an ENP, because that's exactly what we do. But I don't know, sometimes it makes me laugh when I hear people kind of go about with the, oh, but aren't you supposed to be more the anarchist or something and be like well sure but 
that's kind of a blanket statement over something that we typically are just normal human beings. Most of us are just boring. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, ENPs can be so boring, honestly. If anything, sometimes it's even more boring because you hear all the crazy ideas they have and then you see an ENP just doing the one thing that their SI was like, well, let's settle this it. Is com- yeah, this is let's comfortable. Do this. Yeah, like, I'm gonna just do this. I mean, okay, so where exactly do you see yourself in five years? Let's just, like, I don't know, like... Go all out. Okay, I, I can I can let loose with my, my bonds of time, let's say. Um... <laughs> Well, yeah, I do see myself teaching, especially in a five-year thing, because if this is something I'm going to pursue, I definitely see myself. Do you want to keep living in the same place that you're at? Like, absolutely or, not. Or, like, same area. <laughs> no, sorry, not same like, house. Same area. No, no, absolutely not. Um, however, am I, is it so high in the list that it bothers me? Not really, because I do have backup plans and alternatives to that mm-hmm. that I could live with. Well, where um, would you want to live five years from now? If you could five choose. years from now, I want to live, I do want an apartment. Like, I do want, like, a some form of an apartment. Like, I'm not really, like, I want to practice the new philosophies I've been trying to absorb and process, which one of them involving is minimalism. So I want to be able to have, like, a more functional, I want to take, borrow ideas from Japanese architecture and Japanese, like, organizational tactics mm-hmm. and strategies where right. they make everything just... Everything is so efficient. Yeah, yeah. every space is useful. Mm-hmm. Like, that here for Like, I want, like, a bed that can fold up into the wall, you know, right. I want that kind of life um but at the same time i also am realizing that there are actually a side of me that i would say it's very hippie which i don't know where it's coming from like i figured it out over the weekend where i'm like wow i actually have <laughs> yeah like over the weekend like i'm like i was driving back home and i'm going wait a minute I can totally live my life by the river and just call it a night. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. I could set up, like, a nice RV and just that could be my life. See, honestly, like, my <laughs> SP is, like, that's such a dream. But, like, the three of me is, like, girl, you could do better. Even though I would be happy, it's, like, it feels like, and this is, like, the very three statement, but it feels like it's a waste of my talent for me to just chill well, that's the thing, though. You'd have to have the backup plan. Like, for me, to thrive in a place like the Maybe, okay, actually... I need I just, internet. I just need internet. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if I have internet, actually, I'm fine with that, though. Exactly, because you could do your, your business meetings yeah. still, I mean, and then, like, go out like, and farm. That's what I've been thinking, thinking throughout this coronavirus thing. Like, if I'm doing everything from home, why not go somewhere really nice and do it? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, since now uh, people are discovering that it's what used to not be available avenues for remote work right. is now becoming exactly. available so, so we're like, like hey you know it's like the dream of like you know living in europe well like you know but you want to like do school here it's like well now you could kind of do you both. can yeah yeah you can which is actually it's not bad five years i see myself not i would i wouldn't see myself owning a home necessarily because mm-hmm. being a vancouver right there's actually very zero chance for me to own a home owning a home no it's like what in grad school like <laughs> million dollar homes now are not even one million anymore they're just double digits and for something so small too like if i were i was telling my dad like the most closest i could actually pull out maybe is if i saved up and then took my car and drove 12 hours to east to calgary and then like live with my cousin there maybe like that would have been a more viable option because at least the gas prices there are 100 lower the home is lower the like just the over, but his the overall atmosphere is not like Vancouver at all. Like there's not a lot of tourist attraction. It's flatland as hell, mm-hmm. so it's boring. But the price of boring is you get to save money, right? So you have that takeaway. So I'm like in my head, I'm doing the math where I'm like, well, I couldn't 
you know, it doesn't really matter to me because as an NP, I don't really necessarily need so much of an immediate SE stimulus. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as a top tier extrovert, that might be a little bit harder for me. So it's just probably why going into teaching is probably a good idea because I need <laughs> human interaction still. Right, right. But yeah, that, that's, that's a, it's not a dream. It's more so a necessity, I would say, within the five years, if that's exactly how I want to see it. Because I intend to be a silver fox when I'm 60. <laughs> I intend to be that guy. So right now, the 20s, the 30s, I feel like the 30s is going to be a lot more fun because my 20s has been a lot of just soul searching. Yeah, I'm excited for my 30s. I am too. I don't understand people who aren't like people who dread. I think the best like decade I think is gonna be the 40s. I don't know. I'm excited for the 40s. I need to get fit by then because I want to make sure I want to establish good habits by 40 so that I don't break my back just getting out of bed in the morning. That's that's the last thing. That's a good point. Okay, so let's see. um, Okay, so five years from now, I'm gonna be in grad school. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, you're going to be living not where you're at right now. You're probably going to be teaching and mm-hmm. et cetera. I probably would have finished my book by then. I would, probably. Yeah, I probably, probably would have finished. way before that, though. Yeah. yeah. I would have the book out. I would... It's so strange because I definitely see myself going to a path of typology a little bit more seriously with it every year that passes now. It used to be like an offshoot ho- hobby, but right. now it's like... A passion that I can capitalize on. That's so, what I've been saying. Like also with Enneagram, like because after having extensive conversations with people I know in real life about it, and like like you know the testimonials of wow that changed my life. And I'm like okay, like I want to actually be properly informed, and I want to be able to like contribute to like the research that's going on right now with Enneagram because it's yeah. Like, Did you see cool. the tweet about um, the benefits of learning psychology in a way is has allowed you to be more tolerant and patient? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. That's because, why, like, yeah, that's why I why. first started learning about it actually because I was like, I mean, I was confused as to like how come other people um, don't think the same way as me. That was just it, you know, like the basis, like how mm-hmm. come? But then I started off with let's see what I'm like. Right, so that's what I first looked into. Like, I think no, and I think it's a smart way to actually have that conversation with yourself first, because a lot of the times people operate into the world having preconceived notions that their perspective is correct, yeah, or that their perspective is, should true. be shared with everybody, but that that's is true. not true because no one has the same yeah. experience as you. So you know, like it, it causes a lot of miscommunication, especially when they're like, "Why is it they shouldn't have done that? Should from what yeah, standard? From, from, from what framework? Or, exactly." <laughs> I would say just a. Uh, a little two second hit with my two cents with that. Absolutely the same. Being raised in a conservative household as an ENP can be a little bit more, let's say, interesting. I there's not there's actually quite a few of us. It's actually kind of common or it's uncommon. It's not super out there, but because I think it's because of the majority of the SJ back in the day mm-hmm. that you know, especially being Asian too, like we've had, it's just population east. But I would say the results has been interesting to watch. Have you ever thought about the the theory of what kind of kids will come out from different kinds of households? Yeah, types? so I, <laughs> I I have thought about that a lot. Like, but the thing is that a lot of people like to say that like MBTI is just nature, right? Versus Enneagram mm-hmm. is nurture. Then I'm like, okay, so then is there like is it genetic? Then you know, like it'll pop up, it'll pop out a certain way depending on genetics. But the thing <laughs> is, I pass my NE down the line. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Or like, you know, like, it's like a dominant recessive thing, you know, mm. like you have one or the other. But the thing is, like, we haven't even properly mapped out the 16 types anyway. Like the only one even 
that I know of, I guess, doing research on is Dr. Dario Nardi. And, like, mm-hmm. his the stuff... Ne- the, his neuro Yeah, and his stuff, as off. cool as it is, like, it... It's gone to a certain point, but, like, there needs to be more people working on it before we could say anything about it. I think, it. I don't know if he mentioned himself, and if he's watching, like, I don't know if this is from you, but about scratching the surface of the mind correlation to t- to type. I mean, I've read his book, like, like the, I know he's had a lot of books, but I've read that one book with, oh, I don't remember what it's called, but the one with, like, the flow state and stuff. And, like, it's really interesting. It's really cool. And I love it. But, like, yeah, it's true. Like, we need more than just him working on it before. Oh, Yeah. We can move forward with it. Like, so I guess is that where the ten year goal is kicking in to see if you can find a genetic connection as a sideline gives business. As interesting as that would be too, though. But like, honestly, MBTI is so just seen as pseudoscience at this point. Mm. Um, Because when I actually look into like new systems, I don't look to see first if it's like if it's real or not necessarily. I kind of look for is it internally consistent with itself not does it match my framework of how reality really is so like that's why i never really believed in astrology and i still don't but very recently i just kind of looked up a few things and i'm and when i look it up i'm not like trying to see is it real or not you know i'm just trying to see oh is it interesting you know like i don't really because i already know i guess my inherent belief i guess i already know my belief is kind of like i don't believe in astrology but people do, and it's interesting. I want to see their perspectives, you know. Um, similarly with, like, MBTI, I guess I've never really, I never really before objectively thought about if I think it's real or not until I had a lot of TE users who are like, how do you know? Where's the evidence? Tell me why. <laughs> Tell me where. And I'm like, I need to see it. I'm Show like, your work. I'm like, well, let's think of it as, like, something to explore. And they're like, no, where's the practical application? I'm like, it's actually very practical and applicable you know it just might not be necessarily accurate and also like being surrounded by scientists right so honestly as cool as mti is and maybe you know but i think i would want to dabble more into enneagram because it's more it's already taught as a soft science mti is kind of taught like this is real and like you know like that's what makes it more unapproachable while enneagram mm. is like hey this is a growth tool like if you like, can identify this about yourself then you can grow yeah and like and notice I, what traumas you've been yeah and it's a i think it's a yourself. better approach honestly because mbti the way that it approaches you makes you immediately kind of question especially if you're a te user like mm. is this real or not you know compared to enneagram it's like this could be helpful, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, as a TE user, yeah, it's it, if the information is readily available, then you can use it. Then you have a much higher, or at least how I see it, the likelihood of it becoming an actual thing rather than just keeping it in, this, in the realm of just an idea. Because so. my, my ENTJ professor, I mean, he's like, I mean, cool, but, you know, he's like, what's the point? He's a scientist, you know? He's like, where's your evidence? Like, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't really talk about it much anyway with other people, but also like, I think again, Enneagram is the one that's more approachable. That's funny. Yeah. I agree with that too, but people might expect us to talk about this all day, every day, because we have a show like this, Yeah, but we actually don't. We have <laughs> like, real lives outside Like of this actually country. doesn't compute to maybe what? To maybe only 20% of our life. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's cool about it is that we get an extra way to talk about things through a different lens. You know, I could talk to you and be like, yo, my ISFP supervisor said, and then exactly. you, know, you know where it's going, you know, because I've, I framed it in a certain way. Or like, yeah. oh my goodness, this person is an SPSX. Look at what they did. And it's interesting because we can study it like that, but it's not like, 
that is the focus of things. It just provides us an extra framework. Yeah, I don't walk around and be like, hey, everybody, I'm, I type people. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, like, imagine how awkward that would be if I walk into a room and I'm like, oh, guys, can you I'm at be a TP and I can like tell you what type you are. And I'll debate <sighs> you if you tell me anything. <laughs> the um, whole, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I'm like, is, do you know which to what extent do you want me to reveal things about uh, me? Yeah, like, <laughs> do, do I really want to reveal? Like, the thing, there's no shame with it too, because I'm not actually afraid to even be honest about it. I've actually been really blunt and <laughs> forth, forthright with a lot of things in life about myself. But it's just something that if if I wasn't asked, I wasn't really gonna bother with it. Exactly. Because I never talk about it unless someone asks yeah like especially if you run into somebody who just found out about let's say the 16 personalities test and like oh my goodness esfp i'm totally one and you look at them and they're like i okay whenever people (laughs) talk about mbti in public i actually like withdraw more i'm like i'm not gonna like talk to you guys about this and like maybe one of my friends knows I'm like into it, but then they see me just shrivel up and they're like, okay, never mind, you know? It's so wrong. It's especially with my friends who are like, oh, Nate's into it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like, what? What are you talking about? I am dumb. The I go straight. Like <laughs> one time, like my friends, they are, not my friends, they're like acquaintances. They got really into like um, 16 personalities and they asked me what type I was. And I was like, um, I said ENTJ. And they were all like, oh my goodness, I can see it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, if I said anything, you would have said you see it. Like, honestly, like, I just, <laughs> they were like, oh, my goodness. Actually, my friend, she had her coworkers like, take a test, and they're all getting their results, and then they're asking her, and she's like, oh, I'm an ESFJ, and that's confirmed, because everything about what she does lines up with the theory. So I'm like, no, she's for real, because she used to think that she was an ESFX, like, either a P or a J, mm-hmm. and like, no, sis, you have a specific placement of everything in your house mm-hmm. is not p <laughs> like, like let's be real no. <laughs> it is yeah. not happening okay, anyway we've been recruiting for a long time and we haven't been talking did we that. actually talk about the 10-year plan no what was the 10-year plan because you said well you kind of touched on the 10-year plan let's see okay in in one year from now that's 2030 no yeah 2030 <laughs> stop okay hold up let me walk through it in one year from now I'm going to graduate from university. I'm going to have graduated. Hopefully, I'm packing to go to grad school. Um, If not, I'm going to link this video a year from now. (laughs) Um, And then nine years after that. Yo, I'm going to be like late 30s. I'm gonna be thirty. <laughs> That's insane. That's fun. I'm so, I'm, I'm like gonna look forward into my forties. I'm actually I thought about twenty thirty. That's okay. A hold good up. Hold time. up. Hold up. Wait. Okay. Okay. So okay. In in okay. So in ten years, I will have finished my grad program. Will probably have finished my postdoc. Okay. I'm either okay. at that point gonna be looking for a job in academia to be a professor, or I'm gonna decide I don't want to be a part of academia. And I'm gonna go work for a business company, <laughs> or I'm gonna keep doing research and not be a professor, or I might just not even be in science at all. Who knows? It's ten years from now, ten one third of my now. life. <laughs> in, in ten years from now, I really hope I manage to find myself a beat up um, Volkswagen bus that I can fix up and then travel north or south. You know, that's a very like ENP thing. It is really, but the thing is, is I also have plans of actually not completely being. Comp- 
full hippie. I because I, I don't want to move away from the fact that I still have a really good functioning tech. Like I'm keeping all of my things here. Mm-hmm. So there's still a part of me that isn't really necessarily gonna like go up this side of things. Mm-hmm. However, um I do wanna be able to have like I, just, I still want to. I want to get back on the road. Is really what I want to do. I want to get back on the road. And if I'm 40, and don't know if my parents are still alive by then, if that does happen, I would definitely sell the house. If my parents are listening, too bad. So sad. <laughs> um, you're not there to tell me that anymore. So, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we're yeah. definitely <laughs> selling the house. I'm definitely selling the car, like one of the other cars, and then I'm gonna get myself a nice fix it up. And then I think I'm like especially work. hoping to like be able to have an office in my apartment space like nice like a two-bedroom apartment but only i live there <laughs> yeah oh, well i was gonna get into the whole full mobile gig because everyone's like is it really that bad i don't know some other people will be like oh it seems so uncomfortable because a lot of the people i talk to are at high si mm-hmm. they're like oh that's so strange to be like you don't have i mean access to like all kinds of stuff i'm like as long as you have like a toilet and a shower yeah and like a little kitchen in there and also like what to what extent do i actually need some of the comforts in life when really i don't i'm at the stage where i'm trying to get rid of a lot of things also if you're like a creator you know and then like you you work from home then you could go wherever you want and hopefully you're earning enough money so if you want to stay in an airbnb you can wherever you want as long as you drive there (laughs) i mean i could just park outside of a drive-thru and get their free wi-fi yeah that too so it, it's yeah. a thing. Um, and if somebody is out there, it's like, oh, is that what the RV is doing outside of my drive-thru? The answer is yes. <laughs> that is exactly what they're doing. Anyway, um, we'll revisit this topic in a different video because we also have a topic I want to introduce to, but we'll save it for the next one. And we'll see you on our next video. Goodbye. Oh, wait, before you say anything, sound off in the comments. What are your five-year, ten-year goals. And if you're polar SE, too bad, you have to give us a go. <laughs> if your goal is to sit and cry about it, be honest. Be real. Sit and cry about it. You tell me. I mean, you tell me yeah, what tell it, me what if, like. or, or just tell me you have no idea. Tell us if you have no idea, but also tell us. <laughs> tell us if you wake up in the morning with the existential dread. <laughs> okay, but tell me what you would like. Like, what's your ideal? Five years in the future also is far enough away that you could be like, I'm going to be this crazy person. Because it's, you know, you have time. Like, you could waste two years, too, and then get started. Like You know, you know a Type 9 told me that there's really no rush. It's a system that's been put before us to make us think that in our 20s, we have to be perfect. Whereas you could technically you live long enough that you could at least t- try to do stuff in your 30s and 40s. I'm excited for my 30s So, and 40s. technically, what, he, what his point was is that just make it happen. You're eventually yeah. going to get there. And I'm like, I can, I can relate to that. Yeah. I like, it takes the pressure off a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Bye again. <laughs> Thank you.